stepmom's cute. Shut up, Ted. You know when she was a senior and we were freshmen? Shut up, Ted. Ted, what are you doing home, Dad? I'm looking for my keys. Oh. You haven't done anything with them, have you? No, sir. I spoke to your principal today, Ted. He said you're failing history. Me and Bill. He also said that if you fail history, you flunk out of school. You know what that would mean, don't you, Ted? That I would have to go to Oates Military Academy, sir. Uh-huh. I'm Bill S. Preston, Esquire. And I'm Ted. And I'm Ted Theodore Logan. Yeah! Welcome to Bill and Ted's Excellent Minute, which I should stop saying because we're Bill and Ted Minute, the tri-weekly podcast where we party on through the most triumphant film, uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. I'm John Esberg Esquire. Rocky Theodore Logan. And with you as always is the Royal Ludwig dude. All right, so this, uh, Minute Begins, Minute 8, begins with Ted singing the praises of Missy, I mean Mom, <laughs> and ends with uh, Ted standing at attention. Yeah. Uh... Dude count zero, no none this minute. Well, you know, it's not as coming as fast and hard as we thought it was. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> uh, you got a note? What do you got about this? There's a no, song? No, I want to just go back to the, the three-year-old thing. The woman's 30 years old. She doesn't look like she's a 21-year-old to me in the movie. Nobody from the 80s looks like they're 21. They either look like they're 13 or 30, which is an interesting subreddit, by the way. You ever look at 13 or 30? No. There's pictures of people that... You can't tell they're 13 or 30. Uh, Most of them are 30 and look 13. Right. It's usually not the other way around. But but I would never, like, never quite buy that she's only, th- you know, three years. They just look at least young. I mean, Keanu's in his early 20s or something when they shot it. So, and so it's closer to the 18 mark we're going for. She doesn't stand up in the movie, but, like, one thing that always makes everyone look older is mom jeans. Right. And, and mom jeans were just jeans oh, until well, like nineteen ninety nine or something. So she was uh she was whatever, a senior when they were freshmen and their dad got her with her together and now makes her stepson call her mom. And how does that play out? Where did they meet? How, 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 <laughs> like, where where do alright, so Bill's or uh, Bill's dad is probably what, like forty five, maybe. At least. He has a he has an eighteen year old kid. Yeah. So he's yeah. at least... So he's got to be at least... 36. Late 30s. <laughs> yeah. At least. That's the yeah. minimum age. He doesn't look like the kind of guy who had a kid when he was 20. 15, yeah. Yeah, so he's probably 42 or 45 or something. He looks older than that when you see him. Yeah, he looks like a guy in his 50s. But people back then all looked older. And... They did. Well, especially he's wearing a Mr. Rogers outfit. So yeah. you could we'll say that uh, Bill's parents started the whole May December trend. <laughs> the who? May-December trend? Oh, May-December trend. Isn't yeah. that, wasn't that a trend from the beginning of time? We talked about Noah. Like, how old was his wife? You know what I mean? I don't know. When you live to yeah. a thousand, I guess it was a, good, it was a century here or there. Well, I mean, it's part of a, a biological necessity for men. Mm-hmm. Like, you, we need women to be a certain age so we can have children with them. Like, they can't have children. If you're 60 and you're the chief and you want to have more kids, you can't have a 60-year-old wife. You have to have, like, a you get a 15-year-old wife so she can bang out 15 kids because uh, two-thirds of them are going to die, right? You can know in this whole statement. 
<laughs> yeah. What? It's a biological necessity that women only bear ch- or that were their biological truth. I think it was more about you being sixty and wanting a fifteen-year-old wife. Yeah. yeah. Well, if, you're, if you're the chief, well, about two thirds of them dying. If you're the chief of a tribe, like you, want, you want to have as many kids as possible. And like, and how many of these young males are you killing yourself as chief of your tribe? Well, if you're chief of the tribe, you've killed many young men who come after your your uh, tribal women. All right. Anyway, the song. Oh, oh, oh before we go there, in the. Um, in the very beginning of the minute, the junior Latin kings walk by, dude. Look at these guys. Oh, my gosh. That is a great picture. They have, yeah. They're wearing the exact same the jean, outfits. The jean vest, yeah. white tees. It almost looks like uh, Ted is ripping off their look, except he's got the sweatpants instead of the jeans. Well, yeah, exactly. But they have short... They have, like, it looks like cigarettes are rolled, rolled up in up. their sleeves. They're, yeah. they're at least rolled. They got little name tags on their on the vest. They there. walk in unison... Like okay, it's a very interesting background school. I mean, it's obviously diverse. And they're the greasers or the Latin or some kind of gang. They looked a little Latino-ish to me. I don't know. So I said Latin Kings. I guess that's racist. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, same jeans, shirts, vests, walking in stride. Pretty cool looking gang, man. I like to be a part of that. But it wasn't the same Latin per, uh, Latin dude that you pointed out earlier. Remember the Latin guy? Yeah. It was funny. You were like, "Oh, I want to talk about this Latin hottie in the back." And then I, li- you know, I was listening back to it. It was a dude. Yeah. You said Latin. Ho- he was a hottie. Yeah, like, was I didn't get the joke. I was waiting yeah. for this chick to come out. <laughs> Guys can't be attractive. Yeah. I mean, what are you saying? All right. And, but, all right. One more thing before you go. Um, they stop at Ted's house to get his books. He's yep. got forty books. This right, that, right. Great point. Great point. He has forty books in his car. What books does he have that Bill doesn't a full, have? A full backpack and yeah, a stacks of books, and he has to stop back home to get books. The whole setup of this premise, I have. I'm very skeptical that Ted has history books in his house that aren't the textbook that Bill was holding. Well, when he leaves, he leaves with like a binder. He leaves with like a little. Maybe it's his. Maybe it's what he's done so far for this oral exam. That's where he has Dollar Bill, dude, and yeah. Warner President's Day written. Yeah, <laughs> we'll get his only insights to the whole thing. Yeah, Caesar dressing dude and salad dressing dude and that. But uh, okay, they come pulling up down the street. You see the car in the background, the, the the sheriff's car in the background, driving the Mustang with Missy Mom, and a song is playing. The song is. Does anybody know which one this is off the soundtrack? No, it's barely playing. There's three seconds of it, maybe. It picks up with the next one, but it is "Dancing with a Gypsy" by Tora Tora. That's not the same song that plays the next minute. It does. It plays the beginning of the next minute as they pull away. Oh, the beginning of the next... Oh, it's... Okay, yeah. When she floors it. Right. Okay, yeah. Because there's definitely another song prominent in the next Anyway, Tora Tora is the band. Tora is actually the Japanese word for... Tiger. Nobody knows World War II. Hmm. No one's ever seen... Tora Tora Tora. The only Tora I know is the uh, Old Testament. (laughs) Different spelling. I know, yeah. It's it's, uh, Tora. Tora Tora Tora. Great movie. Why is it named Tora Tora Tora? Tiger, Tiger, Tiger? Tiger, what? Tiger so, Old Testament Tiger? Is it an island? I don't know. I it, was the, it. It, it was the Japanese code name for, for the bombing of Pearl Harbor. It was Tora, Tora, Tora. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. It's interesting. There's tigers in Japan? Yeah, it's an island. They at least have words for it. I mean, they're real. They have a lot of tiger, I think. I always assumed just tigers were in India, and that's per- it. But Perhaps they view their military. In any case, they had a word for tiger. I mean, they probably have seen them, and it was the code word for the bombing of... Oh, the, yeah. Well, this tiger Tanaka is uh, James Bond's helper in the movie. So, uh, do Joe you think twice. that our guys that are banned here, that made Dancing with a Gypsy, do you think that they took their name tour from the Japanese tour, 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 the bombing of Pearl Harbor? 
I don't know the answer to that. Right? Answer, no, mm-hmm. it's not. They did it. It was a reference <laughs> to Van Halen song that was on the uh, Women and Children first album from 1980. What's this song about? Yeah, it's a, the songs in Memphis. The band's from Memphis, Tennessee. They actually reunited in 2008. And they were. We missed the, it, man. Yeah. Oh, the still? Nope. The Gypsy King? What's the name of this band? The, the Tora Tora is the band. Oh, Tora Tora is the band. Dancing, yeah, Dancing with the Gypsy. Dancing with the Gypsy. It okay. seems kind of like, if you read the lyrics, a little bit like a, a younger man getting with an older woman, which kind of fits this little kind of motif here, but it's more just like an 80s, uh, a cheap 80s knockoff Guns N' Roses sounding song they can put on the album. Yeah, that's what it sounds like to me. We only hear a little bit of it, but yeah, it just sounds like a generic thing that they could throw in there to just get the motif that this is a rock movie, you know, these guys rock. So then the uh, the rest of my, uh, now that we've got through the song, the rest of my problem with this whole setup of this scene, pull in, it's now the end of the day or the mid-afternoon. They get out of school at what, two, three o'clock? The dad, the sheriff of the town or the cop at least. Captain. Is at home. Looking for his keys in the mid-afternoon. Still. Still. And tried to blame his son, who's been at school all day, for losing his keys. What kind of, like, what's he been doing all day? Well, I know two things he's been doing today. He spoke with the principal. That's one thing he did today. Oh, he did And he that. spoke with uh, the colonel, Colonel Oates. That, those are two things. Those are two things. He never went to work. It's like 3 p.m. Yeah. yeah. Um, so how is this? The principal calls him or he calls the principal? Depends on that relationship, I guess, but I'm guessing the principal called him. All right, so the principal calls him. So he must have talked to the history teacher. The history teacher talked to the principal. And then, right, to tell him if they fail, they're going to fail school. Okay. And then the principal calls Ted's dad. Maybe oh, He's a police captain. He probably knows him. They have to know each other. He's a police captain of San Dimas. How yeah, does he not and, know the principal of the high school? They and, probably rounded up knuckleheads together. But then again, kind of late warning again. It wasn't, hey, six weeks ago, your huh? son's in danger of failing. 100% it's, my next point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, yeah. Oh, oh, by the way, if your kid doesn't get an A-plus tomorrow, this thing's due tomorrow. He probably hasn't even started it yet. Yeah, I guess. Uh, so. That he's going to military school. But Ted's dad, I think, want, he wants Ted to fail, obviously. He, he's, oh, he's, he's anxious for this kid to go to military school. So the principal calls him. Then he calls up the colonel. Who sounds like the biggest pervert ever, based on I'm what he's saying? Uh, real quickly, if you want to get into Ted's dad. No, I, oh, hold on. Hold that for thought real quick. Um, the house, still there. And the address sign out front is accurate. It's 1841. Really? It's Land. Yeah, it's, it says 1841 on the, on the sign of the film, too. It's in Phoenix. It's in a neighborhood, uh, a lot of pools. I saw the Google Maps for it. And everybody's got a pool in this neighborhood. Uh, it's called Tonka Vista. Mm-hmm. Is the name of the... Uh, you know what Tonka means? I'll throw the tour right back at your no, fucking face. Tonka's a truck, right? Uh, Tonka's a truck, but the truck comes from the like the Sioux word for big. Uh, Tonka in Spanish is just like a cart pulled by a horse or something like that. Like a, I think it's an Indian, Indian word named Tanya or Tonka. Or like an in, but the Spanish version is Tonka. It's like a, a cart pulled by a donkey or a horse. I don't know. Is it racist to say donkey? <laughs> um... And it's it's a, like a pretty nice little neighborhood. Like uh, New York Times pointed out, it's like the best hidden neighborhood, hidden neighborhood in Phoenix. And there's an article about it. And a lot of yeah. famous architects have designed houses in the neighborhood. Not this house. I think this house would be kind of hot on the market today. It's like mid-century American, and everybody kind of looking for these, looking around for. It's these a rancher days. though. Like, but it's a mid-century American. That's what it, that, that's very hot in the architect world. It's, it's not. It's not a bad-looking house from the front. I don't mind a rancher because like I don't have kids, but if I had kids or something, man, like I'd want a second story so I can get keep them off on a different floor half the time. You know? Yeah, the decorations of the house are kind of interesting. Is it in a basement? It's probably in Arizona, right? 
Also, don't I hate the um, lattice. The lattice on, over the window and the porch. I yeah, hate lattice. I don't like lattice. It makes me uncomfortable. It's a good. It makes a good potato chip, but I don't like a, a lattice work on anything. Uh, it's one of those uh, those uh, visual things that makes people slightly uncomfortable. And uh, you ever seen? Uh, I forget the word for it, like paraordia or something. Mm, no. Where you look at certain shapes and they make me physically uncomfortable. Lattice kind of does that for me a little bit. But it's very it's a very important thing to have in an eighties movie if you want to climb to a second story and sneak out of your house or <laughs> Yeah, you do need the last work, yeah. Do a panty raid. Good old fashioned panty raid. Um so yeah, Tonka Vista is like nonsense, like kinda like cart view or something like that. I don't know. Um also cutscene from uh the the original script, Ted has Ted had a mom who was uh Never on screen, but she was like a screaming banshee in the background, and like she was like too fat to like leave the house yeah. kind of thing. And there's a good joke where like Bill's like, "Oh, your mom's your mom's super fat, man. She never leaves the house." And Ted's like, "She has a gland problem, uh, man. Uh, she's got fat glands." I thought it was a pretty good joke that they should have put in, but they didn't. And uh, keep an eye on the police car. I think I believe it is not in the same spot next minute continuity errors. <coughs> Uh, you got some stuff. What do you got? I'm, 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 I've got the decor in the background. If you pause it right here, and we look at what's going on behind Ted. So, it's a very organized bookshelf setting. Yet, if you look at the top row, there's four large books on the right side, and only two on the left. What the fuck, dude? That's exactly. So, his father's a very strict, very organized person. Can't even get that right. And that little pink stuffed animal just seems out of place. I agree. On the bottom right. I have that in my notes. Yeah. There's a lot, there's a lot of the things that my parents had. Mm-hmm. Beer uh, Steins. Yeah. Beer Stein. My, my, we had a big Temple University Beer Stein on our, mm-hmm. our uh, what do you think, uh, mantle. We had leather-bound books of like Alice in Wonderland and crap like that. That looks like an encyclopedia set, right? No there. way. They're too thin. Uh, the bottom ones are, we can't see here, but the bottom is mm-hmm. definitely an encyclopedia set. Yeah, these are like... American, great American short stories, or like Lewis Carroll, or Charles Dickens. Last of the Mohicans. Yeah, crap like that. Um, you got some crystal Christmas trees up, and when it's clearly May, June. Well, every, I mean, we had crystal nonsense in our house, too. Just yeah. tchotchke bullshit. Yeah, some mm-hmm. vaguely, it just kind of looks like the maze from Westworld, if anybody watches Westworld. I don't know what this thing is. Uh, yeah, this thing is completely out of place. There's no way Ted's dad put this stuffed animal there. Ted put it there, and like I can't believe his dad wouldn't remove it immediately. And if you look at the couch, as soon as he walks in, there's this purple afghan. Yeah. Which, again, for a... Looks very like... Or, for a person like Ted's dad, seems out of place. Yeah, because the rest of the... I can't see him snuggling up on the couch with that blanket. In Phoenix, yeah. Yeah. Cold nights of Phoenix. Um, yeah, because the rest of the room is beige. All the furniture is beige. Yeah, it's very, it's very like the... The famous app game from Roseanne that was always mm-hmm. on their couch, yeah. yeah. Like, we had one of them, but it, was, it wasn't it was multicolored and crazy like that. Yeah, my mom would never let that anywhere near the furniture. We had those because, like, my grandmother would knit app games like that. Right? Yeah, well, they, uh, we, we called tickle blankets because they had little tickler things on the end of them. Yeah. We, yeah. Bob, my Bob, she made those. And it was fun to get on the room and tickle each other. Yeah, darn right, man. Yeah. Among other things. Yeah, these are, like, yeah, below, on the bottom shelves, like, encyclopedias and, like, a fancy, looks like a... Almost an Indian, like dream catchery dish type of thing there. But these are yeah, encyclopedias or like medical books or something. Or maybe he's a policeman. Maybe they're law books. 
It's a lawyerly thing. Yeah. I mean, actually, I really like this built-in bookshelf with these compartments. I like the the symmetry of it. But yeah, he fucks I up. Agree, the, yeah. He fucks up the symmetry with the books. But all right, so there's five on this side, two on this side. Correct. So no matter what, he's gonna have an odd situation. Four and two. It, it is five and two. Yeah. I misspoke about the four. However, but, yeah, but look how off center. Look at that. Yeah, the mug is not centered over the bar. It's centered between the books, right. but not. There's a clear center to mm-hmm. that bookcase. Right. Right there. So you take all this time to perfectly organize your bookshelf, and you fuck that up. Maybe Ted was using the books to study. Yeah, there's a zero percent chance. They're not the books he comes in to get. Maybe he was drinking beer on that beer stein. Yeah, was it? It's a technical back, stein. Back right corner. What do you think that little door is? Bathroom, right? No, no. It's 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 like a hatch, almost maybe a laundry chute. What this? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, don't they have a basement? Do they? You wouldn't so what, what goes I'm on in there? I'm over in Arizona. I don't know. Maybe it's like a pull-out ironing board. I'm not sure. I don't think Arizona has basements. I think uh, it's too hard to dig or something there. I'm safe? not sure. It could be. A, eh, it looks like a pretty unsecure safe. I don't know what it is. Maybe just a shelf or a drawer. We're gonna, have to, we're gonna have to go to this house and find out. We'll do this house. We'll do Walter White's house in a few hours. Or where's how far is Santa Fe from Phoenix? Walter White's in yeah. <laughs> not no, he's from Santa Fe. No, Albuquerque. Albuquerque. They're not Walter White's in Albuquerque. But that house, mm-hmm. the one with the pizza that people kept throwing on the. Because that's the real house, and people kept throwing pizza on the roof of the people that lived there's house. Yeah. Yeah, because he throws pizza in one scene. In one scene, he throws the pizza. Yeah, yeah, to get philosophical, I mean, I think meeting Ted's dad explains a lot about Ted. Rebellious teenager of a hard-ass father. Who walks around the house with his gun strapped around. Yeah, questioning his son. Looking for his keys. Accusing his son. His son's never good enough. Who is the father? That, the well, actor. for all we also hold on a second. For all we know, he's a single father too, just trying to make it in this world. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's not, we don't know what happened to Ted's mom. She could be, you know, she could have died at a very young age or in childbirth. Ted never mentions her, or she could be bedridden and <laughs> overweight. Bill never mentions his mom either. I mean, maybe that's a theme we should look at too. These mm-hmm. are these are men, are boys raised by men. Uh, there's no women in their lives. Missy, we know. I think. I mean. No, Missy was a classmate, more or less, yeah. a senior when you were a freshman. Missy's the closest thing to a mom Bill has, as far as mm-hmm. we know. Maybe Joan of Arc. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she's the only woman they pick up. Yeah, she's the only one. Um, yeah, uh, the actor, who played Hal Landon Jr. Hal Landon Jr., yeah, mm-hmm. born in 41, from California. Again, his top billing credit is this movie, but he's a guy you, you feel like you've seen a million times as he's a character actor. Didn't start acting. His first movie was probably the best thing he ever was in. I don't know if you ever saw Eraserhead. I have. It's on my list of things I have to see. It looks like he has. He's has no role. Well, right. He's just like he's no role in it. But it's on his IMDb, and it's an in, it's an interesting movie. Other than that, it's all. He was on the Lou Grant show after the Mary Tyler Moore show. He was. He, he, uh, he appeared in Dallas. I wonder if it's the same same episode. Yeah, right, Missy was in. Exactly. A new Twilight Zone episode. I know the episode. Ahead. I know the episode of the. T- but, uh, I've watched all the new Twilight Zones. It's uh, he. I think he throws in an Irish accent. Yeah. And there's a bunch of like what he thinks are like elves in the woods, but they turn out to be aliens, and everybody thinks he's a drunk and making it up. But then they take him to their spaceship. It's called The Little People of Kalani Woods. He was in a he was in a show that I love, which was Kid of Life with Chris Elliott. I have it. I did not see the. I tried to find the episode real quick. He's in two episodes it. of that. Okay, but uh, I did not see that either. I mean, I, I can see him in that show. Right, it just seems like he's a backup character you see a lot. He's got a lot of credits, but I don't think he's, he's not the lead of anything, so. 
Yeah, uh, he's more of a working actor than Missy, sure, but I wouldn't say he sells cars or something too because he's not making his money. He's not making enough to live off on uh, a, random, a random appearance on Mad Men. Yeah, my, my notes, yeah, notables were Eraserhead, Twilight Zone, Cheers and Frasier, the, yeah. the, the combo Mad Men, uh, and of course Deep Space Nine where he plays a Romulan. Also of note, I'm not sure how major this role is because I've never seen The Artist, but he does play Napoleon yeah. in The Artist. Which won an Oscar. The Artist, yeah. yeah. That was a big time movie, of course. Um, wow. no, no, now, there's a famous movie about Napoleon that was in the silent film era, so they're probably filming that movie in The Artist, and he plays Napoleon, but he probably, he's like, it can't be a big role. Because I looked at the credits of the movie, and like he's not even on the first page. So, I, I've never seen the movie Do you think he took the technique that the Napoleon in this movie used <laughs> to play Napoleon in The Artist? It's 20 years later, so I definitely, he probably, they probably talked, uh, they probably talked it over. I'm yeah. sure they're friends. They I mean, to, how else do you play Napoleon? You only get one way to play him, right? You've got to be a short, angry guy. Well, and they, it's, <laughs> it's, <laughs> the most ice cream. <laughs> Which is strange, because he's definitely not short. He's tall and thin, right? Yeah. Like, he'd be more of an Abe Lincoln than anything. Yeah. Wow. Um, what's it called? And... Yeah, I don't know. It's a solid movie, so he probably doesn't even do it on the voice in the poem. Is the artist a silent movie? Yeah, completely silent. I believe it. I believe it is. Like a, it's a whole thing. That was the whole. Go- yeah, that's. Yeah. I think that I, that was my impression of the movie. That's why I've never seen it. Um. Yeah. All right. So the yeah. What's well, the let's, I'm gonna get into the talk. Ted comes back in and he first addresses his dad and his Cicero. He raises his arm again as if he's addressing the, the crowd. So this whole conversation and then. Quickly gets beaten down. We're calling this the move the Cicero. Yeah, look at it. I mean, how yeah. else would, would you call it as? There it is. We'll raise the hand. Yeah, he's all happy to see his dad, <laughs> which is strange. I don't know that he's happy. He tries to sneak past him, but he tries to put on, like, oh, dad, everything's cool, man. Yeah, his dad's like, did you do anything with the keys? Like, what did he do with the keys at some point? Did he yeah. even ask that? Like, yeah, right. He's taking off his ass. He's not driving. Yeah, like, dad, it's three o'clock in the afternoon. I've been, I've been up since six o'clock practicing band music, going to school. Working on my report. What are you doing at home? Three o'clock in the afternoon. Unless he works night shift as a cop. I don't he's know. A, I, I, I feel a plot twist coming on regarding the keys. <laughs> <laughs> he's a cap. His dad's a captain. Isn't he credited as Captain Logan? So he's not working the night shift. He's working a day mm-hmm. shift. Um, so anything? What else we got for this minute? Any any uh, any hot takes? Now, well, the ending. It's a very very oh, peculiar yeah. conversation or looming or sentence is left. Yeah, what's the, what exactly does Ted's dad say? He's in Ted's ear, and he's like... He's very... He's talking about Captain Oaks or Oaks. Oaks. Uh, yes. The, from the military he's got to be, and how eager he is. Anxious. He's, like, he's anxious to see him. He's anxious to meet you, Ted. Yeah, he's writing his... Oh, by the way, it's Colonel Oates. A colonel runs the military? Is the colonel that high of a rank? Colonel the high rank. Is Major bigger than Colonel? No, like, no there's Major Major than Colonel. Major, major? <laughs> yeah, but you, mm. you never read so, it? I mean, and I think we understand fully the pressure that's on Ted now. Not only is he at risk of failing his class, but failing that class means he's got to go to military academy. Where a, man, where, where a man is very anxious to get a hold of him. Right. <laughs> Did uh, your parents ever threaten military academy on you guys? Can't no. No. I got a few times. Valley Forge Military. I, I knew it was idle threat. Because what's, uh, what's Valley Forge Military Academy cost? 30 grand a year now? Yeah, you know, parents wanted to pay 30 grand to get you out of the house. I don't know that they had it at the time, man. Yeah. Three kids? I don't think yeah. they had it. Uh, Valley Forge, you know who went to Valley Forge Military Academy? Larry Fitzgerald? Yeah, well, besides him. 
Uh, Mike Kinsey? Eisenhower? No, I don't know if any of them went there. <laughs> I don't know. George Washington? What do you want? Going... J.D. Salinger. Oh, did he? Really? Is Valley he from Forge, around here? Uh, ja- oh, Val- yeah. Isn't the book? Val- Valley Forge Military Academy is basically... His private school in, in the book? In the book, yeah. With a pervy guy's arm or whatever? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's got to take the bus ride home. Do they name check this area in that book? Uh, I don't believe they ever name checked the area, but I think he went to Valley Forge Military Academy and he spent some time with her sinus, too. Oh, okay. Not in the book. Not in, in the in book, real life. but in real life, yeah. Good old J.D. Salinger. Now, of course, he's hosting um, I'm a Celebrity. Or no, he's producing I'm a Celebrity. Do I, what do I know? When do I know it? And tell me about it. Whatever. Hosted by Paul F. Tompkins. No, well, Mr. Peanut Butter. Mr. Peanut Butter. I'm a Celebrity. What do I know? I'm what is the name of it? Yeah, I'm a Celebrity. Or Celebrities. What do they know? When do they know it? How do they know it? And let's talk about it. Yeah. Scott has no... Our royal dude has no idea what we're talking about. Nope. Uh, oh, Jack joke. All right, we'll leave it there, folks. Uh, thanks for joining us at Bill and Ted's Excellent Minute. As always, be excellent to each other. And thanks. You guys are supposed to say be excellent to each other with me. You told us not to. Don't say party, don't say party on, dude. Say be excellent to each other. I'd rather say party on, dudes. All right, I'll say, me and Rocky will say be excellent to each other, and you can say party on, dudes. All right. Be excellent, excellent to, to each, each other. other. And party on, dudes.